Alrighty, good afternoon, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. The Super Bowl is upon us. Almost had a little hiccup there, Wiz, uh, with the uh, Chiefs barber, but it looks like uh, uh, <laughs> they kept the Chiefs players uh, safe at this point in time, and uh, we're ready to roll for the Super Bowl this week. How are you doing today, Wiz? Doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I've kind of, uh, you know, I didn't want to go too crazy in terms of analysis on this particular game. I actually tried to simplify it as best as I could and uh, came to a conclusion as to where I think this is going to go. Uh, so happy to discuss that. Uh, you know, I'd, look, I think it's just a tough, tough football game. I think they're two very, very good teams, uh, probably the two best teams left standing in the NFL right now. Uh, obviously, a guy like Tom Brady in, in his 10th Super Bowl, which is uh, quite an amazing feat, you know, going against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the defending champions and probably have more talent than any other roster on the offensive side of the football than anybody else in the league. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny about these Super Bowls. It, you know, if there were... If it was a typical Sunday and there were 15, 16 games, it would be probably a game that you would say, wow, that's a great game, but I'm going to lay off. You know, I don't love anybody from a betting perspective, but, you know, that it's the, that it's the showcase game. And, um, you know, even if you don't love anything, you know, you try and look. And certainly with the prop plays and draft kings and, um, and you know, you may like something within the game itself. We're going to we're gonna talk about that. So I'm looking at a few different sites right now, and uh, I see that DraftKings has the line at 3 and 56, but some other sites, the line is actually 3 and a half. And if you're, uh, if you're you know, getting the 3 and a half, you're kind of getting a little odds and laying the 3 and a half, you're giving some odds. So it's like... You know, right around that, I've not seen it anywhere at any point to go below three. So let's just use, I guess, it's three and 56, which seems to be the basic line on the game at most sites. Do you have a view in terms of the side or total? Yeah, so these two teams played against uh, one another, and I believe it was in week 12. It was a 27-24 Kansas City Chief victory. Um, it, it was uh, da- down in Tampa Bay, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly where the game was played, but that was, as you mentioned, uh, on one of the pre- Tampa Bay was week 12. Uh, yep, and, 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 and that was the game where Tyree Kill looked like he was going to go for 500 yards receiving and Patrick Mahomes was going to throw for 700 yards. And I think um, you know, that lays a pretty good foundation for me uh, in terms of if, when I look at both of these teams, both of them playing very well. Um, Look, I think the Chiefs and that defense, uh, and Steve Spagnola has a lot of familiarity with Tom Brady uh, as a player, uh, squaring off against him as a defensive coordinator. Previously in a Super Bowl, Tom Brady does not love to be pressured. He definitely needs to get rid of the ball quickly. It does look like Antonio Brown is going to play in this football game. Um, uh, you know, we've talked a lot during this season about the Tampa Bay Buccaneer uh, defense, particularly against the run. I know Devin White is playing really terrific football as a defender um, at the linebacker position for, for Tampa Bay. You know, so at the end of the day, I look at this ball game and and my view is that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to throw it. They're going to throw it a lot because the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and and given the personnel that the uh, Chiefs are, are, are kind of rolling with here. You know, their Super Bowl hero from last year from the running back position, Damian Williams, he chose to opt out. You got 
uh, Edwards Hilaire, who's trying to come back from an injury. Uh, Darrell Williams has really been the more effective runner here. But I think at the end of the day, this is a game where I see Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball a lot. I think this is going to be a, a game that looks like it's not going to be impacted by weather. The, the rain is going to be earlier in the day. I'm sure the field will be taken care of and looked very pristine by the time we get to kickoff. And, and I think it's just a game where the Kansas City Chief offense – I know they had a sluggish run during the regular season. Uh, you know, they couldn't kind of find their way. They weren't beating teams handily as they were early in the season. I think Todd Bowles is a terrific uh, defensive coordinator, and, and he will figure out some sort of a game plan for Patrick Mahomes. But I think there's just too much offensive talent here. I'm, I'm a little torn on the over-under because I think it's a really good solid line at 56 in, in terms of the points. But at the end of the day, I think the defending champions go ahead and win this game by seven points. I see Patrick Mahomes throwing this ball with a lot of success in this particular game. It will be a very good game, and I think you could easily see this be a game where Tampa Bay can get up and, and, and Kansas City is forced to come back, which they've done quite a lot before, uh, and they've done it in the postseason. But I like the Chiefs in this game. I think they win this game by a touchdown. Uh, and unfortunately for the Tampa Bay uh, to, for the Tampa Bay fans who are having a Super Bowl in their own stadium, the first time we've seen that happen. But I just think Patrick Mahomes and this offense are, are just a little bit too difficult for the, for the pass defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to handle. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I again, it's not a game that I I, I love. It's it's not, and um, for Tampa Bay to win this game, I mean, the blueprint is they're going to have to get pressure with those four guys up front. They're going to need uh, Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett to to really <clears throat> wreck the game against those two backup tackles um, for Kansas City, but. You know what you were saying, Patrick Mahomes is just a different type of guy. And when I think of Patrick Mahomes, I think of two players in the history of sports, Michael Jordan and Joe Montana, where they just, whenever they got to that game or series in the NBA or that game with, with Joe Montana or the Super Bowl, like, they just were not going to lose. Whatever it was going to take, they were going to make sure the team either won the series or the Super Bowl. And um, I think I have the same kind of feeling about Patrick Mahomes. I just think, like, all things, you know, from a common-sense standpoint, Tampa Bay's offense will be able to score, and they're working. Um, they got all their guys, and, you know, they're going to, they're going to hit on all cylinders, and they're going to be able to – rush against Mahomes and, and put pressure on him and sack him and, and, and be able to defend them better than the first time around, but I don't know. I, I just, I'm just not going to bet against that player. I mean, I'm just not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I just think he's too great of a player. <clears throat> I won't be shocked if Tampa Bay wins the game, but I would not put any money on Tampa Bay. I just can't go against Patrick Mahomes. He just has that greatness about him and uh uh, I see Kansas City winning the game as well. <clears throat> now, as far as like how much, you know, I don't know. I could see them winning by the same kind of score you predicted. I could see them winning by a blowout. They really were destroying Tampa Bay, and then they kind of like <clears throat> lost interest, and Tampa Bay kind of came back in that game. But I'm with you. No real view on the total, <clears throat> but also Kansas City minus the points for me. I think you you bring up a good point that that probably was the only thing that you know kind of pushed me off of, of a more confident side of this thing, and, and that's the injuries to the offensive line. And I, and I think you know as we've seen before, you know, pass 
you know, elite quarterbacks do not like to be harassed that much. They, they, they want the opportunity to find players down the field. We know the weapons that Kansas City has, and, and it goes beyond the, the greatness of, of, of Travis Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill, who, who have been very dominant players, but they have good role players w- within that framework, getting other, other, other offensive skill players in, involved in the attack. Um, you, know, you mentioned guys like Jason Pierre-Paul and Barrett. Uh, I mentioned Devin White. So there are really good defenders on, on the Tampa Bay side of the football. Uh, Kansas City's got a couple of good defensive players as well. And, you know, I probably, you know, when all is said and done in this particular ball game, I think the quarterback that's kind of made to feel more uncomfortable. Now, obviously, a guy like Mahomes who – He's shaken off this injury. He's had a couple of more weeks of healing. Uh, so his mobility is, is certainly something that's uh, a little uh, you, you can count on much more than a guy who's uh, approaching 45 years old and Tom Brady. But I'm intrigued by the matchup. I, I think there's two excellent football teams here. I think both of these teams have played tremendously well during the postseason. Um, so there's good reason to have confidence in both teams coming here and bringing their, their best football. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, those Kansas City players on offense is the difference maker for me. Uh, again, not taking away from anything that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done as a football team this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. But, uh, you know, I I think as far as looking at this game goes, at least from my perspective, the easier path to making money are some of these props. And uh, I know we were talking before we got on here and you said that there were three or four that stood out to you. I have a little bit, uh, you know, a few more that that I'm interested in. So why don't you tell us? Um, three or four props that you love and you'll be playing for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, just before we go into the props, I'm, I'm kind of curious what you think here. You know, I, I, it, at the running back position in in both of these games. So, you know, I don't think that Tampa Bay should be attempted to be run on at least too much. And I think you'll see a lot of bubble screens from from Patrick Mahomes in this ball game. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I err on the side of Damian Williams, uh, sorry, Daryl Williams, actually getting the ball a, a little bit more and, and trying to kill clock here. I, I think it will be extremely important. And I probably think the most important player in this game, believe it or not, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is Leonard Fournette. And if they can get him going, and if they can play a little bit of a possession game, which I, you know, I know for a coach like Bruce Arians, it's not exactly uh, the way he wants to play football. But I think actually, when I take a step back and look at this game, I think Leonard Fournette, who has been the more effective running back in the postseason for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, might be the single most important player and the most key to a victory here, in my opinion, uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and his ability and what he can do out of that backfield. I mean, I don't know if you have a different different opinion than that, but I actually think he's the key player in this game for the Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, I just think the way this game is going to go now, it's just so difficult because we, we don't know uh, like what percentage Ronald Jones is. Is he still really hampered? Is he almost you know full strength? Is he 100% ready to go? My, my issue with Leonard Fournette is not that he hasn't outplayed Ronald Jones, it's just that Either Ronald Jones hasn't played in the games in the postseason or Ronald Jones has not been 100%. I'm just looking at this game, and if Ronald Jones is 100% and Leonard Fournette's 
you know, takes the first four or five carries and has like 10 or 12 yards rushing, and Ronald Jones looks like he has livelier legs in there, you're just going to see Ronald Jones in there more. I mean, that this is what Tampa Bay has done all year. When you think it's one guy, it's been the other. When it looks like a changing of the guards, it's not. Ronald Jones all of a sudden doesn't play in the first playoff game, and Fournette looks great. So I'm dubious about that. Fournette has played well. I don't trust either of those two guys catching the ball. They both kind of don't catch the ball easily. It's like it's really you know they're not natural pass catchers. Uh, so I'm a little concerned that if that they're going to go to the hot hand in this game, but. Fournette certainly has been a key, and look, if you're confident that that player is going to, you know, start off strong and and he's going to be the workhorse guy, then I agree that you know whoever they have in there is going to matter because you know that that's been the way to kind of get at Kansas City is being able to kind of run the ball at them. So. Um, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just not sure if they're going to stick it out with Fournette for a lengthy period of time, considering that, you know, watching them all year. Yeah, and I haven't uh, I haven't done anything as far in my, in my prop bets. I actually, because of the, exactly the reason that you articulate, I'm not really sure what's going to happen there um, at the at the at the rushing position for for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I haven't quite decided. It's something that I'm kind of thinking about, but it's not one. It's actually not one that I actually have. But but my small lean at this point in time is, is that Fournette will be a key to this ball game. But anyway, let's move on to the prop bets that we have in the game. I'll, I'll give you the few that I, I am looking at. I, I tends to be Kansas City uh, chief uh, passing centric, uh, but I have a couple of other bets uh, sprinkled in from, from the Tampa Bay side. So I feel that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw the ball and throw the ball a lot. Uh, probably over 40-odd times in this particular game, uh, as I've noted uh, all year long about the Tampa Bay rush defense. So I like Mahomes' 325 yards over. I also like him getting over 28.5 completions. I know those numbers are extremely lofty, but I feel very confident in the way that Tampa Tampa Bay is going to be attacked by the Chiefs. Uh, And and on that flip side, uh, the, the two Best pass catchers are on the Kansas City Chiefs. They have been unbelievably consi- consistent in their production. Uh, I believe Travis Kelsey is at 94.5 in terms of his yards. Uh, Tyree Kills at 92.5, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I haven't looked in about three hours, so I'm assuming that those numbers are are still there. But I like both of those players to go over those totals. Um, and the, uh, the one line that I'm intrigued with more than any, I, I, haven't, I haven't decided if I'm going to place a bet on it, but there is a line on Tom Brady rushing yards and half a yard. it's a half a yard now there's a lot of different things that will go into and, that and this is what and i had and this is one of my prop plays believe it or not <laughs> this is one of my eight or nine props play this prop of all the props to bring up this is one of my props and before you mention i'll go first how about that just to just and i to, want to make to make perfectly say, clear you know, we we did not speak one sentence about this not and I want, but I am going over a half a yard, and I don't think he's going to get it where he's back in the pocket and all of a sudden he sees an opening and runs for 10, 15 yards. I think it's going to be something that he does, he likes to do, and he does it often. He's going to take a quarterback sneak either on a third or a fourth and short or at the goal line, and that's how he's going to get it. So that's my thing. I don't know if you like the complete opposite or the same thing. 
thinking, but honestly, it's so funny you bring that up. That's one of my props. Brady over a half a yard, and I think he's going to get it on a quarterback sneak. Well, I was actually shocked to see the line. I don't think I've seen his rushing yards all year long, and this is the Super Bowl, so they're going to place extra emphasis on all these markets. My one concern with the bet, and I'm kind of in your corner in that I, you know, I'm envisioning right now Tom Brady throwing his six foot five body, you know, over for a two yard, whatever. Let's say they call it a two yard gain. My one concern on this is if, in fact, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are ahead in the ball game, and at the end of the game, Tom Brady's forced to be taking a knee, and then of course you know there are minus yards that come off of that. That would be my one concern about the bet. But I definitely have the vision of Tom Brady. Punching it in from the from the goal line, or like you said, on a short third or fourth down, uh, you know, needing a half a yard and lunging his body over there. So very funny that you bring yeah, it. And to your point, isn't that how Patrick Mahomes went under rushing last year? Yes, that is correct. Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Like people lost their minds, right? They had it wrapped up, and then he t- and then he did it like what, like you know, several times at the end of the game, he lost it, right? That's correct. That is exactly right. Yep. So yeah, yeah it, 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 it's funny stuff, but the half yards stuck out, uh, stood out to me. I think the two players that I'm intrigued with in this particular game. I don't know if you think that the Antonio Brown situation is a little bit of a front. I, I can see him not being at full strength in this particular game. There's just a very good chemistry between Tom Brady and Scotty Miller. Uh, that line is one and a half receptions, and you're gonna get you're gonna get extra if you put some money on that one. And I think the one thing that's become more clear to me and and probably the most confidence of any bet that I actually have uh, on Sunday. Tom Brady and Chris Godwin have gotten on the same page. Uh, And plus five and a half receptions. Uh, I I see Chris Godwin, uh, and they've been using him around the goal line. uh, Sorry, not the goal line, but around the line of scrimmage a lot more. So I like Chris Godwin over five and a half catches. Those are all the prop bets that I'm looking at for this uh, particular Super Bowl. So I, I like a few prop bets. I, um, you know, I, I would say I feel a little bit stronger about a few, and then there are just one or two that I absolutely love. So let me just go with the, with the ones that I'm going to play that I think, you know, I like a little bit that I'm going to play, whatever, just for the heck of it. Uh, but I don't, you know, don't love. I'll get to them later. One of which is Tom Brady over half a yard rushing. I mean, you know, we could definitely lose that bad certainly in, in a myriad of ways, but I, I like that one because I just think he's going to be starving to do anything he can to get first downs or touchdowns at the goal line. So I can see a few sneaks and uh, I, I've, I've done some, you know, uh, I've looked up some, some, some stats on that in Kansas city. He's not really robust in the center of their defensive line. And it's been kind of like fairly easy to get first downs on those type of play. So I'm liking Brady over uh, a half a yard. Another one that I'm going to play where you're getting odds is over two and a half players to attempt a pass. And I'm thinking about this game, and I think there are three different ways you can hit this bet. One is if it's an absolute blowout either way, and either backup quarterback gets in the game. You know, I guess most people don't think that could happen. It could happen. Uh, Either the quarterback has to come out for a play, a hit, you know, or or, uh, an aggravation of an injury. You could win by that, and you could certainly win the third way by flea flicker um, 
and it, it just the these are two creative offensive coaches, and neither of them have done much of this year. I know they they threw onto Patrick Mahomes. Certainly, I don't think they're going to throw onto Brady, but. There's some players on that offensive team that can throw the ball, and I'm going to take the odds. I think I'm getting two to one on over two and a half players to an attempt to pass in the game. That's a really interesting one. Uh, let me ask you a question: Who would be your most likely candidate to throw the pass? Well, they haven't thrown it with him can throw it. I've seen highlights. Tyree Hill can wing the ball, and they've yet to take one of those jet sweeps to him and have him stop and throw it, but he can throw it. Travis Kelsey can throw it, and they give him the ball sometimes on some of those handoffs. So I think one of those plays also, you could see a situation where, um, you know, a, you know, the game is a blowout. You have two great offensive teams. And you could see a scenario where a backup quarterback, if it's really a route, could get in the game. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take shot now. It's, again, this is like along the lines of Brady. I don't love it, but I like it. I think it's interesting, so I'm going to play those. Now I'm going to get into a few of the more that I feel strongly about, and then I'll get into the, the one that I feel strongest about. Um, I, think, I think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire – is going to be showcased in this game more than he has for a long, long time. Um, And he played well. He didn't get many yards at the end of the game when Tampa Bay knew that he was going to rush the ball. But for most of the game, he got over four yards rushing. And if you look at that 48-and-a-half combined rushing and receiving with the defense that I think that Tampa Bay is going to be playing on Kelsey and Hill, where they're going to be playing very conservative, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be used a lot in this game. And I'm loving that player getting over 48-and-a-half yards total. I love the under for Daryl Williams because of some of the reasons mentioned above, because I think they're going to be using Daryl Williams on pass protection a lot on third down, maybe on some third or fourth and shorts, but I just don't think he's going to get a lot of attempts rushing the ball. So I'm loving under 30 and a half yards rushing for Darrell Williams and then the play that I love the most and it's funny because you mentioned it but you went with the two other props that involves Mahomes you like over passing yards and you like over completions and I'm in the camp of that as well but my main play is Patrick Mahomes over 40 and a half attempts so Patrick Mahomes has not gone three games this year without attempting more than 41 passes. He, he, the two playoff games, he did not attempt 40 passes. The entire season, he did not go three games without accomplishing that feat. That's, that's just a stat. The other one is I'm thinking about nobody is going to be want to uh, be on the wrong side of a Tyreek Hill or McCall Hardman highlight reel. That defense is going to be rushing for, it's going to be playing back, it's going to be playing with a high safety. So if you combine the fact that maybe Mahomes realizes he's not going to have all day against a conservative defense, what's going to happen is those 60, 70-yard touchdown passes are probably not going to be in play, even though he's probably going to attempt a few anyhow. And that's going to be 
long drives where he's going to be throwing short passes. And when you have this prop, it doesn't matter. I mean, most of them are going to be complaint. I'm with you. But I'm loving Patrick Holmes over 40 and a half passing attempts based on the 200 tackles, the pass rush for Tampa Bay, and a conservative defense by Tampa Bay, which is going to make Patrick Holmes have to dink them you know, it's going to have to be a lot of check down Charlie. And I think while it's not his thing that he wants to do, I think he's shown that he can be patient. And I just think that over 40 and a half attempts is a sure thing for the Super Bowl prop. And you know, you know the, the game against um, the game against the Bills. How many how many pass attempts did he have in that particular game? The high 30s in that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, no, but 38. Gotcha. Yeah, but but again, it, w- it was the type of game where they were throwing the ball a lot, right? You know, you look at with Hill, yeah. Hill, Kelsey, a lot of receptions for those players. A couple of drives where they were just you know basically throwing the ball every single play. So, yeah, some we're, big we're, plays, I, some big plays to High Hill, some plays where the play broke down to Kelsey, and then a lot of fourth quarter running. Uh, I just think this is the type of game that is just perfect over 40-and-a-half attempts against a defense that you really can't run the ball, a conservative defense. Mahomes knows that he's not going to be able to sit back all day. So I just think you're going to see a lot of short passes um, and a lot of completions and a lot of attempts and a lot of drives that are just going to have to take a lot of plays. And uh, and uh, I just think that, that I'm feeling extremely confident about the over 40-and-a-half attempts. All right, that sounds great. I'm, you know, look. I think we're all very lucky. First off, uh, you know, look, our country has been through uh, hell and back uh, in 2020. It was an extremely long year for from a, a number of different angles, uh, but somehow the NFL gave us. You know, it was really weird last weekend with no football, but the NFL really did a great job of taking our minds off of some of the things that were going on. It was a, it was certainly a nice diversion. Uh, we we got through these five months. And I think the NFL was a big part, at least I can say for me, it was a big part of me keeping me uh, a little bit saner than normal. Uh, but I'm really excited that we're to this point. It uh, looks like the game, like I said, is not going to be impacted by COVID. We are starting to see some promising signs in the country with cases starting to move down. Uh, and hopefully with the vaccine rollout, things will only start to improve and, and 2021 gets to be better. But I, I think it's a miraculous feat that the NFL pulled off. Uh, I'm really excited to see the Super Bowl. We're going to have 2025. 5,000 fans in the stadium. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that it will be done in a safe fashion. And, you know, life will seem a little bit normal uh, for a day uh, to, uh, on Sunday uh, when the Chiefs uh, t- take, uh, take the field against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, it'll definitely figure to be a great game. I just wanted to mention a couple of quick things that I'm going to play both tight ends over in receiving yards. Gronk went crazy the first game. Braid has been playing better and better. That's where Kansas City is really soft and susceptible in the middle of the field. So I'm going to over Gronk 29 and a half and Braid over 29 and a half. I think the worst I'll do is split, and I think I have a good chance of winning both in the game against the Chiefs in Week 12. They had about a combined 14 targets. Gronk went crazy in the game. And like I said, Braid's playing better and better. So I'm, I'm going to take both those players over. And then as far as DraftKings, we'll just talk about this for a minute. You can give anyone out. Like, look, to, to make money in DraftKings, you have to do two things. One is you have to obviously be right and, you know, get, get, get lucky with some of your players. But the other thing is to have ownership leverage. And I think 
think one player that you could get ownership leverage with on DraftKings for the showdown of the Super Bowl is Sammy Watkins. And I think he's the perfect guy to put in a lot of your lineups, even sprinkle him in as your captain where you're getting time and a half the points that he gets. He's one of these guys that he may... Obviously, if he's not playing, you're not going to put him in there. But assuming as he plays, he may, you know, be quiet, but he's the type of player that really can put up a big game. I think his salary is around 6000 He was 5 for 98 in the Super Bowl last year. It shows Mahomes as confident a player. He's been out of sight, so that means out of mind for a lot of fantasy community. But if he's playing, I'm loving Sammy Watkins is a guy to definitely put in your lineup, um, and both tight ends as well will sprinkle them in there for Tampa Bay. How about you? You mentioned um, you mentioned Scotty Miller. Anybody that you maybe could get some ownership leverage in this game that you think can outperform his salary, so to speak. Yeah, I think I think for me the guy is McCall Hardman. You know, I think he's he's the one guy that can bust open a game in a hurry, and I think they've started to use him in a little bit different ways than they did kind of last year. They've definitely tried to get him the ball a little bit more running the football. Uh, you know, he, he made a boneheaded play in, in the playoff game, but they went right back to the player. The confidence is there that, that he is an elite playmaker. And he, I know you talked about maybe the long plays not being that, but, you know, he's the type of guy that can get the ball even in short distance and take the ball of the house just because of the speed that he has. No, I, absolutely. And uh, the other side... Tampa Bay, Scotty Miller, anybody else? Uh, Scotty Miller would be the one guy. I just think Brady and him have a – there's a lot of confidence in in Scotty Miller. I'll be interested to see that player's progression in this offense kind of over the next couple of years, whether Brady stays as quarterback or – Scotty Miller has shown the ability to make a lot of good plays and down the field. He's got speed, uh, and I think there's a good confidence that Tom Brady has in in Scotty Miller. Yeah, and – Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I don't know how many players, I, I should have looked this stat up beforehand, I don't know how many players have won the national championship and then the Super Bowl the following year, um, but this is what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is attempting to do, uh, it would be absolutely incredible, and I think he's another player that is probably, these two weeks have helped him a lot, I think he's going to be unleashed, so from Kansas City side, I'm loving Sammy Watkins, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. I know most people, you know, obviously Hill and Kelsey and and Evans and 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 uh, and Antonio Browns and certainly Godwin. But for me, I think we get some ownership leverage. Are Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Sammy Watkins, Cronk, Cameron Braid, and then just mix those players in there with the quarterbacks and the more. You know, uh, certain guys like the aforementioned Hill and Kelsey and and Godwin and Mike Evans. So that's that's how I'm going to play DraftKings. All right, fantastic. So uh, that's a wrap. It's the last game we'll be talking about for for this past season. It's been it's been a lot of fun, but we got a lot more to come. Uh, it's the Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll do a recap of the game next week. Uh, but we're very excited for these two tremendous teams. The NFL got themselves. Quite the matchup, Wiz. So enjoy the game, uh, and we'll come back next week and uh, talk a little bit about the game and uh, other stuff that's going on in the league because we got to start getting ready for 2021. So Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And Wiz, I'll wish you a good weekend and happy Super Bowl watching. Yeah, same to everybody.